talk about we're behind <laughs> just a little bit just just by month just, just a month and a just bit a little bit yeah i'm Carl sure nobody away. cares about this now <laughs> yeah carl went away well but you know what other people when, are behind when you stick with a company too. for long enough you accumulate vacation days mm-hmm. and i with my organization currently get five weeks of vacation holy hand grenade and my wife is on parental leave yeah and will probably never be on parental leave again so mm-hmm. we have took decided to take the opportunity to have an extended vacation yeah. over the month of august mm-hmm. and it was amazing and i yeah. regret nothing it was no, great nor should you i'm in that same boat i like uh <laughs> so i don't get five weeks i get two weeks um but it's which i think is more than some company, I think a lot of companies you just get a week, right? Mo- most places, I think legally, most you have most places have to give you two weeks. Okay, like so, uh, some for, places. For a, I've definitely Ontario worked anyway. places where I'm pretty sure I only get seven days or whatever, or five days. Anyways, I get I get ten days of vacation, and um, and just recently at work, I was like, hey, like you know, is there any chance, like, I know you want me to work that day. Is there any chance that like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, could I blah, blah, blah. And I got an email from the owner and the owner was like, Hey, like, no problem. We got you covered that day. Um, please start. Like you have, you have 10 days of vacation day. It's now end of August. This is the first time you've you've not worked. So not only will you have that day off, but because the Monday is a holiday, I'm I'm limited limiting you. You're only because I kind of work. I can set a lot of my own hours. He's like you, you're only allowed to work twenty four hours this week. <laughs> like you have to <laughs> just please please take some time off. <laughs> Go enjoy yourself. Don't come in to work. Or yeah. I will kick you out of the building. <laughs> yeah, and it's not it's not going to pan out. I have so much work to do this week, that, which means I'm going to, in order to appease them, I'm what I'm. I'm actually going to like work the hours that I need to, but not claim them, and I'm just going to bank them for next week, and then do less next week and still get paid. So yeah, it'll work. It'll all work. That's out. fun. Yeah. Hello and welcome to the Movie Men Podcast. Derby team. Uh, well, at one point in time, we were working through the Secret Invasion series and then carl left yeah we were just like f this who was who was uh what was that show about yeah um <laughs> can we this is the refresher mace show mace windu. and next week we will finalize the series yeah it's about mace <laughs> we're windu. just going to refresh everything yeah. that's happened up to this point right <laughs> so we are um so we're gonna we're just gonna hit the ground running here we are also if you're listening to this we are a couple of weeks behind because carl was away we're a couple of weeks behind on the Ahsoka series. As promised, we are doing Ahsoka the next couple of weeks. There might be like two weeks in a row where we release two episodes that week. So in the course of two weeks, we might do like four episodes of Ahsoka so that we can get caught up. Um, but it is coming. We're going to get back on track. September is the month of, of Pete and I have barely recorded in August either. We kind of, for the most part, took <laughs> August off with the podcast. Um <laughs> With the exception of the one you did. With the exception uh, of the one, who wasn't even either of you. It was, yeah. it was 
He was Mike. So guest host. We're going to hit the You're ground the only running. One. You're the only one that didn't do anything or go anywhere. I know. <laughs> we're going to hit the ground running and jump back in, um, and we're just going to kick things off. This is episode five of Secret Invasion. Are you ready, sir? Uh, take it away. All right. So the episode starts out in Fury gets the president to the hospital where the doctors tell him to stay outside. So, remember, there was the whole thing. Our last episode end, ended with Gravik dying. And the president was wounded. And because it was that whole gunfight that happened out in the street. Yep. Remember that? <clears throat> yep. I do remember okay. that, yes. So, Fury gets the president yeah. to the hospital where the doctors tell him to stay outside. While there, he sees on the news that eyewitnesses spotted Talos... Helping, wait, not Gravik. Who's Gravik? Yeah, Gravik. No, Talos. <laughs> Talos died. Talos. Gravik's a bad guy. Um, Talos yeah. helping to save <laughs> have, the president. Have you watched this recently? Yeah. He sees on the news that <laughs> eyewitnesses spotted Talos helping to save the president. Um, a, I can't, I don't know what that word is. A pyric? a Pyrrhic victory for Talos, who always wanted to show the world how good the Skrulls could be. Despite having killed Talos, Gravik's plans still took a hit. And that leads Pagan questioning, uh, leads Pagan quest to questioning his leadership. Gravik lashes out and kills Pagan in front of the other rebel warriors. He then orders Vera's death and on who is we know Vera is also Priscilla, Samuel L. Jackson, Nick's wife. Um, yeah. And they hop to it. But it's clear that many of the rebels, including Beto, Beto, no longer trust Gravik. That seems like a good thing for us. Gravik then calls Rhodey secretly the skull Rava, the female scroll Rava, playing, pretending to be uh, Rhodey. Who's on the way to the hospital? He tells Rava to keep the president alive and inform him that the uh, uh, inform him that the attack was by the Russians, with the help of Skrulls. He also tells Rava to reveal the location of new Skrullos to the president, provoking a U.S. <coughs> military strike on Russian soil. Rava is shocked by this gambit, which risks all the Skrulls at New Skrullos, but Gravik says that he will use this potential strike as leverage against Fury, and if that fails, then they will all just have to sacrifice themselves for the greater good. So all of a sudden, Gravik's not seeming like the leader for these Skrulls that they all thought he was and were hoping he was. Yeah, he's essentially just... Yeah, kind of showing his true colors and that. He just has a personal vendetta against yeah. Fury. Fury. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at the hospital, Fury is waiting for Rhodey and, or slash Rava, pulling a gun on the Skrull spy. However, Rava reveals that she has leaked the video of Fury killing Maria Hill to the press, which we know was not actually Fury. It was a Skrull pretending to be Fury. And that now makes Fury the most wanted man on the planet, which he already was after the first attack in episode one, but uh, they're really hammering yeah. it home this time. Fury has no choice but to leave the hospital with Rhodey threatening to unleash the entire Secret Service on him if he ever gets near the president again. 
Checkmate. After the credits, we catch up with Sonia Fallsworth in London, <clears throat> where she meets a boss, where she meets her boss, director Weatherby. She outs the director as a scroll and forces him to reveal the location of Rosa Dalton, the scientist who's running Gravik's super scroll experiments. Back at New Skrallos, Beto and some of the other warriors approach Gravik. While they're talking, Rava calls Gravik and informs him that the president is out of surgery. As he's talking on the phone, the rebels gang up and Gravik try to kill him, but with his skills and his new powers, Gravik takes them all down. Beto is the last one left, and he publicly executes him as a show of strength. Beto dies telling Gravik he's nothing but a monster. So, yeah, this is sort of our first real look at, you know, this this DNA splicing machine. The super scrawl machine is working. And Gravik is is beefed up, is real beefed up. He's been he's been juicing. We he's we did juicing. get hints of this in the last in episode because yeah. we've seen him use Groot's arm and the Extremis. Yeah, but we're seeing more of it now. We also saw the Extremis in a earlier early episode when he, his hand got the knife in it. Yep, yep, that's so true. We know that he's been using the machine. Uh, Fury heads to a safe house in Brixton, where he finds Gaia waiting for him. He gives her a lesson in the history of Brixton and attempts to talk to her about Talos' death, but she stops him. She tells Fury that she ran away from her father because she knew he would lose, but Fury argues that Talos did not lose. He chose the path of struggle. Fury tells Gaia that she cannot let grief paralyze her and reveals that Talos told him she's a super scroll now. Gaia reveals that Gravik only has a few DNA samples, but what he's really looking for is something called the Harvest, a name Fury recognizes. Gaia says that she needs to bury, bury her father and gives Fury... Uh, gives Fury her keys, telling him to t- take him to Priscilla, telling her to take him to Priscilla. The police arrive and Fury has to leave Gaia. Gaia asks him where, uh, Gaia asks him where to, and he says, Finland. This was another one of those, this wasn't the best, like, person-to-person dialogue scene we've had, but it was still good. Like, it still was a heartfelt, well-written dialogue. Did yeah, and kind of just kind of like we're running pretty fast here, so I just want to back up real quick. Do it. This the, the hospital scene, like right near the beginning, before the end in, in the intro. Like, did that hospital seem oddly empty to you? Uh, no. I mean, like, yes, but no, like, not if the president's coming. But you're still wheeling the president, who's been da- gravely injured in a car accident and there's only one nurse and one doctor working on him. Oh, that what well, <laughs> like, but that's probably a security thing. These are the people I, who I have clearance. Know. I don't know. Like well then where where's the rest of this then where's the security? Nick Fury is the only one ushering him down the hallway? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's I don't know. it just yeah, seemed who knows? it seemed empty. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's And then you know, this scene that we just find we just had like isn't this supposed to be like a secret hideout? Like, why is he running just because he saw sirens? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're it's, after it's, a shoplifter. I don't know. I, I'm being a little nitpicky. Yeah, no, no, it's good. But, 
Um, Sonia meets Dr. Rosa Dalton and her husband, Victor, at their private lab, immediately (laughs) immediately making it clear that she knows they're Skrulls. With her agents holding them at gunpoint, she questions Rosa, asking her about the machine she built for the Skrulls. After their conversation, Sonia has her agents take the Daltons, burning down their lab. Victor attempts to break free, putting a gun to Rosa's head and threatening to kill her, but Sonia calmly shoots him instead. <laughs> so good. Like, she, uh, Olivia Coleman in this is definitely one of like the the the, the stars of this show. Her her, oh, her character. Yeah. She's steal like she's stealing this show. Every scene like, she's in. Even from Nick Fury. Like, I think she steals the show from Nick Fury. <laughs> this is like her what's her character? Sonia Farnsworth Fallsworth. Like, this is the Sonia Fallsworth show. Screw Nick Fury. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, she's amazing. Like <laughs> she's so funny too. Like, especially yeah. like her that um that or that first time we saw her do that like interrogation scene. Yeah, the interrogation. Oh. Talking to Nick Fury on the phone about finding the owl. Yeah. <laughs> this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gaia takes Talos' body to Priscilla's home, where she finds the older Skrull waiting for Gravik's rebels. At first, she thinks Gaia is working for Gravik, but she tells her who she really is and uh, who she really is, asking for help to bury her father. Back at the hospital, the president is awake, and Rhodey, quote unquote, meets with him telling him that the Skrulls are working with the Russians and that he's received corroborating evidence from Sonya. Rhodey shows the president the location of New Skrullos and says that they need to destroy it, promising the support of the other NATO powers. The president is hesitant, as the strike on Russia soil would mean the start of World War III, but Rhodey convinces him to do it, saying that a Skrull invasion would mean the extinction of humanity. Dum dum dum. This is like mm-hmm. this episode. <clears throat> I will say this episode really takes, um, it takes the conflict that's been going on and finally pushes it to its tipping point. Yeah. Right. Do Brings you feel it- like it was too late though? Like, um, you think it should have came sooner? No, not necessarily. I, there hasn't been a bad episode, right? So I can't say that. Uh, like I no, don't. I, I, I don't. I'm think... saying in terms of like, if you were to would putting this point in time sooner improve the story? Maybe, but then you run the risk of having it go on too long. You you run the risk of like okay we've reached the tipping point now we've had three four right. episodes of I see yeah I climax you know yeah um, Gravik calls Fury offering him a deal he tells the old spy master about the strike and says that he will call the whole thing off if Fury brings him the harvest in person. Fury clearly anticipated this and is already catching a flight on a private jet to Finland. At this point, we get a surprising cameo from Black Widow's Rick Mason. Yeah. Um, which was kind of fun. We're like, oh, okay, yep. some old, interconnectivity. Old smuggler, smuggler buddy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> after some witty banter, during which we find out that the helicarrier has been mothballed, Mason gives Fury something he'll need on the quote-unquote other side, 
and they set off. Then we get um, we get like a little bit of a funeral here. Outside the Fury residence, Priscilla and Gaia give Talos a funeral in a touching private ceremony. Gaia says that Talos deserved to have uh, processions of mourners, but Priscilla points out that he was never one for pageantry. The funeral requires an offering, which Gaia provides her mother's ring. The young scrawl doesn't know the funeral prayer, but Priscilla recites it instead as Gaia sets fire to her father's pyre. She bids him a final farewell in the scrawl language, saying, Travel well to your beyond, father. This was touching. Mm-hmm. Even though there was like, and, but may, and maybe especially because of the tension and drama between Gaia and Talos up until this point, right? They've been estranged from each other. And it, yeah. so it, it's just like, I don't know. It's just so <clears throat> there, touching. There have been me. some touches of connection and, and relationship there, but yeah, there is something as, uh, yeah, there's, there's, they're not, they're not like, they're estranged, but they're not, as this show has shown, like they still contact, there's still some trust, there's still love. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. mm-hmm. um, after the funeral, the two of them go back inside and Gaia tells Priscilla that the last thing she told her father was that he was a failure. Priscilla comforts her and they share a chuckle talking about fury. Gaia asks Priscilla why she stayed in the house despite Gravik wanting to kill her. Priscilla says that she loves the house, talking about how she first got it and how she and Fury built a life together there. Gaia asks her if Fury ever saw Priscilla in her own skin, which offends Priscilla. Priscilla tells her off, then composes herself (laughs) and says, when it comes to facing down... Uh, When it comes to facing down her would-be assassins, she would rather do it right there in her own home. And that big glass window. Yes. (laughs) And at that very moment, the Skrull Strike team, Gravik Sends, attacks, leading Priscilla and Gaia. What? Hang on. They attack by shooting a a green mug. (laughs) Yeah, I don't, yeah. (laughs) How cliche can you get? there's, there's, There's a few... There's a few things here that are either either a miss or or that we can read into. Well, they're stormtroopers. Either either A, the sharpshooter is a horrible aim. B, he didn't really want to hit, kill anybody and he's got a soft kind heart. Or C, he thinks Priscilla shapeshifted into that mug. <laughs> it's definitely C. It's got to be C. I think that's the only logical. It's the only, that's the only thing that makes sense. But also, they're starting to like, like how far is the shakiness in Gravik's leadership starting to go at this point? I mean, the rest of the kill team seems pretty intent on following through with the orders. Fair, fair. <laughs> um, so anyway, it just seems like a really like she should be dead to rights and yeah. like they're just standing there talking it's not like she's jumping around doing cardio or something mm-hmm. making really random movements <laughs> so it just seems like such a it would have made more sense for them to just crash down through the roof like they do in a few seconds yeah instead of um, having that shot so either way they 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 arm themselves and seem to hold their own 
right? Yeah. They, they fight off this this group. They survive. Everything's great. But a true wife of Nick Fury, she has got a, a really nice, well-equipped go kit yeah. with shotguns and rifles. And-, <laughs> and now this part makes me laugh so hard. In Finland, a Mr. Kerhonen arrives at the airport. Outside, it's revealed that it was Fury using shield technology, which we've seen before in Captain America Winter Soldier. He meets Sonia. Yeah. Yep. He meets Sonia, who's waiting for him, and comments about how Shield spent a billion dollars on the technology called Widow's Veil and still couldn't get it to disguise more than the user's face. Fury says there's a newer version that can do the whole body. It's just not the one he has on him, which is interesting, which is assuredly technology that they've gotten based on analyzing scrawl DNA. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Um, that that or that or it's there's some technic uh some stark technology yeah. combined into there somehow. Yeah. And then One potentially the, the best Samuel L. Jackson moment in the entire series so far. They then drive off listening to Audacity by Stormzy. And <laughs> Nick looks at her and goes, Really? This is what we're doing? <laughs> She's like, Really? And it's just like it, yeah, it just one more thing that makes her character so great is that she's listening to music that is not what you would. It's not how you'd peg her music taste wise. Yeah. So good. Back in London, Priscilla drops Gaia off and tells her to be careful. Presumably, we'll find out in the next episode what exactly she needs to be careful with. As Fury and Sonya drive towards the Russian border, he asks her why she gave Rhodey evidence of the scrawl base. She is then quiet, or she is then quite shocked when he re- reveals that Rhodey is a scrawl. Asking why Gravik would want to blow up his own people, Fury explains the gambit, illustrating how Gravik plans to start World War III. She then asks him about the harvest. He reveals. That during the events of Avengers Endgame, nearly every Avenger and others spilled blood. So after the battle was over, Fury sent a secret team of Skrulls to collect that DNA, led by Gravik. Gravik. Yeah. <laughs> led by Gravik. He speculates that probably when Gravik came up with his plan to make Super Skrulls, that, that, that's probably when he came up with his plan to make Super Skrulls. In other words, Fury is really the one responsible for the whole mess that's happened. And that's the real reason why he came back. Because he feels guilt, right? He's like, he knows he's made a mess and isn't just going to hide out on some space station and let humanity become extinct. Yeah, especially if it's his fault. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if he's if he's the one kind of that kickstarted the whole thing. For sure. Uh, let's talk about this for a second, though. Because it's this is a big plot point. The heart, the idea of the harvest, right? There's because there's a couple of different things about this that I'm curious about. One is. How viable and realistic is this notion that, that, I mean, I guess you go and you just start collecting 
samples of every blood you can find everywhere, and then you try to decipher and figure out the who's who later on? Yeah, that that's the part that I don't get. Like, if they're just picking blood up off the ground, how, how do you know who's is who's? It was a big battlefield. If these scrolls are shapeshifted into like medical workers, and they're like patching people up, sure, or or uh, people just dragging away bodies of the because because some of these some of the uh, things we later find out. I guess this might be a bit of a spoiler for the next episode, but like some of these are like Cull Obsidian, who was part yep. of Thanos's crew, right? Mm-hmm. So they could have easily like swabbed a scar on his body and took it that way. So like, how did you, I guess the how is the question here, which is well, is up for debate. And also, sure, a lot of people bled, but I mean, did Carol Danvers get much more than a nosebleed? Yeah, <laughs> like presumably, if, if that. Like, in did order, she even get a nosebleed? Right. So presumably like in order to Thanos, find but. DNA samples. It was a big battlefield. Yeah. And so presumably in order to be able to even spot that there's a blood drop. That, like, we're talking about people hemorrhaging. Oh, my goodness. My theory just went out the window. I just realized. You can't, okay. you can't swab the blood of Cull Obsidian's carcass. Because they all got dusted. They all got dusted. You can't you can't take Thanos's blood because he got dusted. So you have to get it off the ground. So maybe and yeah, like you were, like we were saying, how do you decipher whose is whose? Yeah. Unless you're like then, swabbing the person's fist who punched them. <laughs> wouldn't you assume that the blood would disappear too? Like if someone's arm got cut off, I assume during the dusting the arm's disappearing as well. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, man. It raises a whole lot of questions, for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some some continuity questions. And then the other part is I want to ask about the the ethics of this. Now, it's Nick Fury, and we know Nick is the guy that's got a contingency for every contingency. Yeah. And so it doesn't surprise me that he would do this. But it is the type of thing that, like, had Steve Rogers caught wind of, this would have been a fight. Right. Like, they would not have been okay with this. This is like Civil War conflict level tomfoolery, right? Like... Yeah. Like, yeah, and Nick Fury's not above, like, as this show is showing us... (laughs) He's not above using an entire race to nope. to his own ends. Yeah, right? like there's a lot of kind of this. The show is kind of showing that like Nick Nick Fury's definitely kind of wrote off that the Skrulls are ever going to have a new home. Yep, and he's using them to his own ends. Maybe there's an inkling that he's hoping home earth will be a home somehow for them maybe but not not in a way that they can obviously not in a way that they can be in their own skin no no um yeah and he does kind of uh he does kind of talk to to sonia about his reasons for this like not you can't we can't always depend on the heroes like what if the 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 snap showed us that you know, like 
sometimes the heroes just aren't going to be there or aren't going to be able to save the day. And we need to be able to, like, if I can't stop it, then then who can? Like, he's 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 putting a lot of weight on his own shoulders, and this is kind of and by that using it as an excuse to take extreme measures. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So I, yeah, I don't know. Some of that, some of that I'm, I'm in quite a bit of wonderment here. I just, yeah. I, yeah. Okay. They arrive at the graveyard. When Fury leads Sonya to the grave of Colonel Nicholas J. Fury. Apparently, Fury has a few fake graves around the world, and this is the one where he hid the harvest. A a very Nick Fury thing to do. I'm not, it's, yeah, I I liked that. That was cool. Sonya asks him again, why doesn't he call the Avengers? A question that we have asked... Uh, the problem, the one of the massive inherent problems with a shared cinematic universe, right? Like this is we're trying to prevent World War Three here. Where the hell <laughs> yeah. is everybody? Why aren't you calling in Ant Man? <laughs> yes, <laughs> to 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 do some shit here. Like Fury says, Ant Man and the Wasp would be very helpful. <laughs> yeah, Fury says. And and they gave a better explanation to this earlier on in this series. Earlier on in the series, they were like, well, because then they can just assume, like, it, it's one thing to have them assuming certain personalities, but you don't want them to assume the personality of, of the Avengers. Because that would be right. real bad. They get captured. Yeah. Um, Fury says that this is personal. And that they can't keep depending on superheroes to save the day. Uh, uh, I mean, that's why there's heroes. I like. I don't know. Yeah, he truly believes that none of them can defend the world. He can. He says the only power he has was planted between my ears by a single mother, and wrapped around his finger by a woman who's far greater than he could ever hope to be. This is a great that's a great line. In a yeah. in a in a shitty explanation, that's a good line. Boy loves his mama. <laughs> Sonia asks him why he chose to leave the harvest in Finland. And Fury says he and Priscilla honeymooned there, revealing to her that his wife is a scroll. Fury then retrieves the harvest, and Sonia asks him if he's really going to just hand it over to Gravik. Fury gives a cryptic response, as always, and steps inside a small building close to the graveyard. Inside, he activates some secret boxes, retrieving one of his iconic leather suits, an eye patch, and a gun. He then suits up and sets out to finish this. Now, listen, I, as as <laughs> stupid as him having all that gear, specifically like the eye patch and the leather coat, in hidden in a crypt as like a go bag <clears throat> i do love the notion that in his planting equipment around the world sarah connor style prepping ways <laughs> yeah. yeah that nick fury fashion is a consideration yeah uh, yeah it's probably 
like you you could easily make some inferences that this is shield tech in some way too like yeah, the jacket is probably got jacket, some bulletproof whatever bulletproof it might have some little gadgets here and there in the i'm sure it is yeah yeah i'm sure it is i'm sure it is but that's the, why one gun in one magazine <laughs> you're gonna need more bullets than that probably right? if you're in a if you're in a, if you're in a load of crap <laughs> right well that's episode five the second last episode yeah Carl's done. Was this episode a win or a fail for you, and why? I mean, is is all right, I guess. I don't know. I've been. It's been a while <laughs> since since we talked about the other episodes, and it's even been two weeks since I've seen these, and. So I've had some time to sit and remunerate, remunerate, remunerate. Think that about fancy word that think think about means thinking about. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. I'm, that I'm mispronouncing. Um, I guess it's a win, but yeah, the more I sit with this show, the more I feel like. And I think I may have said this in a past episode, one of the previous episodes reviewing this show. Like this really should have been a like larger th- this should have been like the next big bad threat. Mhm. Right? Like it it's taken this global threat that in the comics was like massive and superheroes were were being kind of put to sleep or whatever and scrolls uh making themselves look like them and manipulating kind of being able to use their powers and stuff and and, and we're like boiling it down into this really small spy thing that they're trying to make seem like it's global because of this whole world war 3 America VU versus the Russians thing but it, right. it it just yeah the more i sit with it it just doesn't feel like the stakes are what they're trying to make them and it should and it and from knowing what the comics did it feels like it should be bigger and it's not just not but i think it's still a win from mm-hmm. from what in terms of just the show not thinking trying to kind of put that comic book stuff out of my mind just the show i think it's a win as a Marvel property as a whole, I think it's kind of starting, the show's kind of starting to fail itself. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Um, I still enjoyed it. I think it was the weakest episode so far. Yeah. Like it just, it like stuff happened, but it kind of felt like, I don't know. It, it kind of felt like, Hey, you know, we only have one episode after this and that episode has to be the big crazy we got to drive this thing home episode and so this one in a lot of ways felt like we have some things to tidy and clean up and take care of and deal with before we can do that right do you know what i mean like we have yeah. to bury talos <laughs> We have to do this, and we have to make sense of that, and we have to 
you know, X, Y, Z. We have to introduce and show you where the harvest is and where it's being kept. And we have to. And so it just felt like, hey, our plan is to go out swinging. And so before we do that, we got some we got some busy work to do. And it felt yeah. like a bit it felt like a busy. I'm not going to say filler. I don't think it felt like a filler episode. Cuz it still progressed everything. Yeah. Yeah, they had to they definitely took the time in this episode to tie up a few loose ends. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, cuz yeah, uh shoot, what's her name? Uh Fury's wife Priscilla or Vera. Priscilla Priscilla has kind of been known to have not been to, to have um, turned on Gravik for a little while now, and now finally a kill team's being sent. Um, the the death of of Gravik being dealt with, which was just last episode, but still, it's a loose end, right? Yeah, with her and her daughter. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Right. I don't know. <laughs> it's just, it just doesn't, it just, I, I'm not as excited as I was. <laughs> no, no. I hope it is. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you check out our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all listed below. We have a Patreon page. As little as a buck a month. You can support the show and get some fun little Patreon rewards in return. Uh, and we have merch. Get get your swag on. Get your, yeah. Get the yeah. get that hoodie and, and yeah, uh, get the, merched. The, get the get the the the, uh, the your grill all grilled up with the yeah. diamonds and uh movie man hoodie cuz that's what the homies are doing. You know what I will say about this you know what I will say about Secret Invasion? What? Is that with the exception of WandaVision and Miss Marvel, Secret Invasion has stayed good longer than the rest. Hmm. Right? My fears in the beginning of like, ah, oh, it's gonna get bad. It's good. they're gonna wreck it. They're gonna it's gonna get stupid. It has not happened as of episode five. Right. So there's there's that. <laughs>